Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blog cast. My name is Emily and today's blog cast is about advice. I have had thoughts about advice before. This is a different uh, response to advice. This was advice that was not specifically given to me. So uh, this is in response to an article that was the sort of lead article, the front page article in New York Magazine um, by a guy called Jerry Saltz. And uh, I had some thoughts and feelings about it. So I wrote them down in a blog, and here it is for you. It is called Advice for Artists. If I could offer one piece of advice for artists, it would be to be skeptical of all advice for artists. After so many years of dedication to making art, I think I've heard most of it. Some of it might be useful. A lot of it isn't. I started to think about this after receiving my copy of New York Magazine featuring a cover story of Advice for Artists. I found myself confused about what it was doing there on the cover. Why should Advice for Artists be a front-page story? I read the advice, hoping to uncover some clues as to what made this front-page material, but there was very little in the 33 tips that I haven't read before. I discussed this article with another lifelong artist and realized that its presence on the front page probably mostly was a result of the author's recent Pulitzer Prize win. He won a Pulitzer, so he gave some advice, so they took some funny arty photos of him and put him on the cover. And when I received this magazine, I felt weird about it. Not because his advice is bad. Some of it does accurately reflect my experience of making art, but because I don't understand who this advice is really for. On one hand, it seems to be for the young who want to. And on the other, it's for the veteran, and also the one about to have the New York Times come to their first gallery show in Soho. Who is that? An arty preteen with super fancy connections and an old soul? That's when I realized how bound by our own experience any advice is. Jerry Saltz, the guy who wrote this advice, is a critic who just won a Pulitzer Prize for writing. He's a hotshot. He may really feel like he has his finger on the pulse of the art world, that he's seen the range of the superstar artists and the strugglers. But the fact is, Jerry Saltz only sees artists who are in the mix. For some artists, Saltz coming to their show is their one big shot. If he doesn't respond positively to their work, it will become the story of the time they almost made it. But the art scene also includes artists who will not only never get salts at their art show, but will also never get a show. They're not in the mix. The artists Saltz is seeing, and therefore advising, are in the mix, which means they have already experienced a level of success or privilege. This doesn't negate this particular critic's advice, it's just to contextualize it. Likewise, any advice I'd have to offer anyone is going to come from my particular point of view. 
To me, the most salient bit of information in Saltz's advice was his perspective that it only takes 12 people to create a successful career. That's something he's seen happen a few times, I'd wager, and probably seems relatively easy to accomplish from where he's sitting. Why, he knows at least 12 well-connected people, and he knows a lot of people who know 12 well-connected people. No problem. But the good news about this guy is that he also understands that not everyone has access to well-connected people. And that is one of the things that makes him a valuable voice for the arts. Sure, he may have used a photo of notoriously terrible family man Pablo Picasso to demonstrate that being an artist parent is possible, but his advocacy for museum space and artists is incredibly important for the cultural life of New York City, so I'm glad he's out here fighting. But... If you're an artist looking for useful advice, I regret to inform you that no one has the answers. There isn't a right way to do this. Living with that sort of ambiguity, it's sort of what it's all about. If you find little bursts of information inspiring for your art, yes, please read them and make your work. If Seltz's article encouraged just one artist to dig deeper into her work, then it was worth it, in my view. But if this sort of thing left you a little cold and confused, as it did me, take my advice and forget all advice. When it comes to making art, yours is the only advice to follow. Not your teachers, not your parents, not some guy in a magazine, and not some struggling artist on the internet, either. And there you have it. My best advice. Ignore all advice. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure I have other advice. If you, if you, if you were, came to the blog or the blog cast looking for actual advice about how to be an artist, um, I mean, this is the best advice there is. It's just like there isn't any. Uh, but I, I, I am happy to also advise you on a particular uh, issues. It's fun, man. So um, I haven't recommended a podcast in a long time. Um, I sort of stopped doing that, but um, I just finished listening to one that was so delightful. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little rec. Um, I just listened to Last Scene. Speaking of artists, it's a it's about um, the the heist at the Isabella Gardner Museum about 28 years ago. Um, and there's a podcast that explores kind of what the the heist and the art and the thieves and the possible suspects and where the art is and it is just what I needed I have not been able to stop listening to it um so if you need like an absorbing podcast that isn't about death and destruction or the news uh I will recommend to you last scene yeah it's about nine episodes long it won't take you long and it's a heist. It's a heist podcast. Who knew, who knew that we needed this? Um, but I sure did. So enjoy last last scene. Um, and today's song is um, it's by uh, Casey Musgraves. If you do not know her, um, check her out. I think she's amazing. I actually weirdly discovered her 
I can't remember where we were. I was somewhere with my mom and, and uh, there, there was some music happening down by the water. We were in a city. I don't remember what city it was now at all, but, um, but she was playing and I was like, who is that? And, and I didn't know her name at all, but I could hear some of the songs. And, and there was one that I was like, is she singing a song about the good old boys club? And she sure as shit was, she sure was it. She's fab. So, um, yeah, check her out. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs of hers. Um, but uh, there are many others that are just as delightful. I've actually already recorded one of her songs before. Um, she wrote a song called Undermine, which was on the Nashville soundtrack, which is how I got to know it. Um, but I didn't know it as her song until I started learning it. So yeah, Casey Musgraves. Um, this song in her recording is super fun. Like it's like a it's like a party song. And I tried to play it that way, and I just, it just did not fly. I, I don't, I don't know why, it just turned, turned to something much more introspective in my hands. Um, maybe it's just because I don't have a band. Like, if I had a band, maybe it would turn into a party song. But, uh, but it just didn't happen that way. And um, also, I, there are a couple of little lyrical flubs in here that I decided to just leave because they kind of make me laugh. My, my brain kind of just did a little boop in the middle and, um, and shifted a couple of lyrics to become not quite nonsensical. They actually both kind of make sense. Like they're actually word substitutions instead of, um, nonsense words. Uh, anyway, listen for that. Enjoy it if you like. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, I think it's a, I think it is a, it's one of the side effects of a kind of migraine uh, brain is that sometimes my, um, <laughs> sometimes my, my brain does funny things and that is, that is a funny development. Anyway, so enjoy, enjoy the word flubs. Um, and, uh, also, you know, follow me on the, on the things on the Twitter. I'm at eRainbowD. Join my mailing list on my website, which is emilyrainbowdavis.com. Uh, join me on Patreon. Uh, I'm at Emily R. Davis on Patreon and, uh, forthcoming will be a membership version of that as well. So versions are a new, two, two ways to support are on the way. Um, meanwhile, here is follow your arrow, which is of course, pretty much the only advice that there is. Casey Musgraves, follow your arrow. If you save yourself from marriage, you're born. If you don't save yourself from marriage, you're a horrible person. If you won't have a drink, then you're a brute. But they'll call you a drunk as soon as you down the first one. If you don't lose the weight, then you're just bad. But if you lose too much, then you're on crack. damned if you don't so you might as well just do whatever
make lots of noise and kiss lots of boys or kiss lots of girls if that's something you're into when the straight and narrow gets a little too straight roll up a joint or don't just follow your arrow wherever it points yeah follow your you'll go to hell if you're the first one on the front row you're a self-righteous son of a can't win for losing you just disappoint them just cause you can't beat them don't mean you should join them make lots of noise and kiss lots of boys or kiss lots of girls if that's something you're into when the straight and narrow gets a little too straight build up a joint or don't just follow your marrow wherever it points yeah follow your arrow wherever it points say what you think love who you love cause you just get so many trips right Sun. Yeah, you only, only live once. So make lots of noise and kiss lots of boys or kiss lots of girls if that's what you're into when the straight and narrow gets a little too straight. Roll up a joint or don't. Just follow your arrow